ça qu'a fait ça qu'a fait ça qu'a fait tout le monde encore une fois bienvenue dans l'autre grand épisode Corim podcast c'est avec vous amis pour Lutte et Style amis pour Mac Lutte comment il la base en forme en forme posée dans l'autre épisode encore so we truly excited um, I'm I'm super excited about this guest um, amazing man amazing we actually had her you know as one of our speakers at Haitian Million Money last year and it was an amazing amazing event and she she did phenomenally phenomenally well she's actually a money coach and uh, she's the CEO of Black Women Invest and her mission is to teach black women on how to invest and build lasting wealth uh, she's been featured on Washington Post Island TV Fundrise to name a few so without any further ado ladies and gents let me introduce you to Shello welcome Shello <laughs> Hi, welcome. Thank you for welcoming me, everyone. Shella, how you doing? I am doing very, very well. I'm extremely excited to be here and um, share, you know, who I am, more about me and what I'm working on. And I hope everybody that's listening is um, is having a great day. Absolutely, absolutely. So um, typically, right before we get into the, the meat of the episode, we like to just let people connect with you the the audience to just listen to a little bit about yourself um so were you born in Haiti or were you born here I was born in the U.S. born and raised in Miami Florida okay so you were born in the U.S. um so in this part where you get to flex your Haitian muscle um what would people know what would people not know about you that connects you to the Haitian community that you would like to share yeah, something about the Haitian community that that connects you to your people. It could be the food. It could be something you know how to cook. That's your go-to that you love. It could be you know a place that you would love to visit in Haiti. Just something music, about Haiti. Song. It could be a yeah. music that you love to listen to whenever you're in a particular mood. Just tell um, us something that connects you to the Haitian community that um, would connect you to some of our audience members. Yeah, I like that question. So I would say um, a number of things. So I was first and foremost born and raised in North Miami. And I think that I think of North Miami <laughs> as another little Haiti. Right. <laughs> um, so from the very uh, beginning, uh, Creole is my first language. And um, I also love to visit Haiti. Um, my family's from Lagonave, love to be on the island, um, going to the beaches, just eating Haitian food, like authentic Haitian food. Um, love to, um, yeah, I just enjoy overall culture. And I, uh, if anything, the more you get to know me, the more you'll see how much I love Haiti and like going to Haiti. And it pains me that I haven't been in a good three years now or two years now, but I, I have Haiti. I always say Haiti is my heart. That's where my heart is. That's where my heart belongs. That's where I need to be, but I absolutely enjoy um, the country itself. So uh, yeah, very much tied to it. Um, don't let the little bit of Creole fool you right now, <laughs> um, but, but yeah, love, love my country. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Thank you for sharing. Awesome. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Appreciate that. Yeah, um, was that you guys like checking, like fact checking? No, no. Like, hey, that's that's so. You know the funny right thing there. is, you know that's the funny so thing mad. is, um, we've had conversations with Luther. I've had conversations with Luther multiple times. Just in case somebody else is listening, it's not to check where your Haitian card or Haitian meter is. It's really not. 
it's really being able to connect um because one of the things that we do highlighting haitian success stories um and often when we're speaking english or when people are not familiar with you and our listenership in haiti we want them to think that this you know we're all connected you know there are tidbits information that you know that i don't know about haiti and it's an opportunity for us to promote our country um and so that's that's literally we've had people say you know what i like to plant x y and z even though i'm in america like i still plant like i don't know sugar canes and things like that it's a way to kind of keep our connection going it's a way to kind of highlight our haitian culture um that's why it's called flicks or haitian muscle i was trying to name it um how haitian are you but luther was like nah you just target (laughs) people right now and so it looked it sounded like i was trying to revoke haitian people's cards so I, I we changed the name to you know uh, just give the opportunity for you to flex you know that you're you're proud to be Haitian yeah yeah, yeah, yeah very yeah. much so yeah definitely and it's 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 a it's a way to connect uh, the Haitians in Haiti to the Haitian in the diaspora as well because I feel like it's this this disconnect sometimes they feel like we're different than them and there's this. I, I yeah know if Haitian, you know yeah. <laughs> are you really Haitian you know right, what I'm saying? Right. like you don't even so yeah so that's that's why. <laughs> All right, so let's get right into it, uh, Shello. So tell the audience, who are you and um, how, like, where did you start? And, you know, uh, just bring us back to, you know, how did you start with, with your venture and, and, and who is Shello? So um, I started off um, within the, the finance realm, right? So I studied finance at FIU and um, was super passionate about getting into the field, really because I grew up seeing, uh, or let me say not seeing money as a normal conversation, normal thing within our household. I saw my parents work hard, all right? I saw them, I saw my mom working overnight as a nurse. I saw my dad being a taxi driver and I knew they were hard workers and what they wanted to instill within me and within my siblings was that, they wanted us to get a lot further than they did. They wanted us to go to school. They wanted us to get a good job and be able to work and, um, and live life, you know, what they thought was considered success. And as I got older, I saw that even within, within all of this, within the, the, the finance, et cetera, like the most important thing was personal finance. The most important thing wasn't actually getting a good job and uh, growing within the company, but it was understanding what do I do with this money when I do get within this company? How do I actually manage? How do I give in the way that I want and need to? All of these things, all these thoughts kind of went through my mind and made me realize like I want to get into finance. And so that desire started off with me wanting to be a uh, financial advisor. During college, I ended up getting a financial advisor as a mentor uh, worked with him for a little bit and very quickly realized he is only helping wealthy people. Okay. And I felt like, how am I supposed to help my people? This is why I got into this. So now it left me in a place where I was just asking for direction from God. Like, where do I go? What do I, what do I uh, pursue next within college? I think this was like my junior year of college or senior year. I was introduced to real estate investing and my career and everything started within that. Um, started working with real estate investment companies, uh, started working with one of the largest uh, real estate investment educational companies in the country, traveled 
with them every single week was traveling to a different city to host uh, webinars and things like that. And just so I was completely, completely engulfed into real estate investing. And I saw this as a ticket for me and for a lot of other people who did not have a bunch of money to invest. I saw this as an opportunity for people to retire, right? Like, I mean, really retire, not like working part-time at Walmart retire. I mean, like legit cash flow coming in. And these are the things that really excited me and pushed me to get into my career. And so it's really developed from there. And now starting Black Women Invest, like I always say it, I feel like it was like literally just, you know, you ever have like an idea just drop in you? And you like, hold on, where this came from? This is divine. And it was yeah. one of those <laughs> moments. And so from that point, uh, started it really with the desire to connect with other Black women. I know that there was a lot of women on the same journey as me, wanting to invest in real estate, wanting to invest in the stock market, who just wanted other friends that they can talk to. And during my time, I would constantly run into, um, I would constantly go to these conferences and run into other like white men, uh, white women, you know, other people from other cultures. Yeah. And this was just my opportunity. I felt to, to connect with people who had the same interests. Like I, I was tired of seeing that, right. I was tired of being the only one in the room. And so BWI kind of formed that. So that's the long-winded uh, reason why I started, but I would say a lot of times uh, the things that we're called to do, it's already within us, right? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. planted throughout your life. It's conversations that you hear. It's an experience that you see. And so by the time you do start something, you think like, oh my gosh, this idea came to me. And and it could have, right? It re- like maybe the name came to you or something like that. But in reality, your entire life was leading to this moment. Um, so I felt that way. And whenever I reflect back on where I'm at and BWI, I think about that. That's amazing. That's a gem right here. Like the experiences that you go through in life is all leading up to kind of like what you're supposed to do. And it's all giving you tidbits of information that is going to place you um, right where you need to be. Um, and that's, thank you for sharing that. Cause a lot, a lot of times when people listen to stories, they're like, oh, this person must've started cause they had a leg up or this person must've started. Cause you know, they've, you know, somebody told them and showed them, but no, it's oftentimes if you look at your journey, there's a direction that you can go using your past experiences and using the way you connect normally or before. So that's, that's good. And the other thing I, I've, I've gathered and you can kind of, correct me if I'm wrong, you looked at these spaces and you say typically the people that are already in them are people that have the financial means. So how can I create a space to bring the people who look like me to be in those spaces? So you were thinking about these people before they even got in the space. Is that is that an accurate assumption? You're like, hey, I'm in this real estate space, but now how can I bring my people who don't necessarily have the same funds or the same financial um, means as the people that are in the room. Is that accurate to say that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Long before a real estate came into the picture, that was the that was the thought was how do I get my people into the financial realm? How do I help somebody to to make money in the stock market? And, and then real estate came along and it was like, okay, well, how do I make this happen for people? The idea of Black women, though, that I didn't necessarily know that that was the direction I was going to go in. But um, but yeah, the thought has has always been in my heart 
So double double click on that. Let's just, you said the idea of black woman though you did not that did not always come out. Like when did that come about for you? I think that came about from like that moment that I had where it was just like this is what the name of the company is going to be. Black woman or I didn't even know it was going to be a company, nothing. I just heard like literally heard in my spirit black woman invest. And I remember calling my fiance, my now fiance, and telling him, like, I'd have this idea. I don't know, you know, I, but this is the name. And he's like, yes. I didn't even say anything, y'all. <laughs> he's like, yes, buy the domain name today. I'm like, oh, okay. At that point, I had no idea where it was going to go, nothing. And then it just became like this desire, like, maybe I can find Maybe I can find other Black women who are investing or interested in investing. Maybe I can find them online. And then that led me to starting the Facebook group and, and growing from there. Um, but um, but yeah, essentially, th that's it. It, it. it was just kind of dropped in my heart at that moment. Um, but again, back to the seed planting, right? Maybe there were multiple conversations, that feeling that I had going into these conferences and realizing that I was one of few Black women Maybe it was those things that finally led me to that moment that said that aha moment. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. Earlier I was talking to Mac right before you came in and I was telling um, Mac how this mission itself is like, it's, it's a huge mission. And, and for you to answer that call and say, yes, I'm going to do it and actually make it happen. It's, it's huge. And, and to, to kind of focus on black women, uh, specifically is also, you know, a, like a very, uh, I would say a very niche because you, you could have said, okay, just my people. Right. But you're like, okay, black women specifically. So what are some challenges at the earlier stage that you noticed that black women specifically were going through as far as investing that you were like, okay, this organization is going to solve that problem. Yeah. I think the biggest one was mentality. Um, I come across a lot of women who have and make a lot of money, um, you know, so my my organization is it's all over the U.S. Um, so you have people I don't know if you've seen the stats, but black women in areas like D.C., oh, they make money, you know, yeah, Atlanta, bread. oh, please, <laughs> they make, they make money. Six figures <laughs> is what? Six figures is the minimum, you know? <laughs> So they, there's a lot of women who come from these backgrounds. And of course, there's women who come from a background where they're making a lot less and they're wondering how they can, you know, multiply and retire with what they're, what they're working with. But I think that overall across the board, there's been two main challenges, actually. The first one was mindset, being able to picture themselves as someone who can retire. Right. And I like to bring it back to retirement because I think that's a, a common goal for a lot of us, as well as making more money, enjoying more money. Now we know that. But for a lot of people, they're thinking about retirement. They think about leaving a legacy, leaving money for their children, um, how they're thinking about those two things for the most part. One is just believing that they can do it, believing that they are um, they're making enough money to actually uh, retire and they're they're making the wise decisions to actually retire. So kind of breaking through certain mindsets and I've helped a, a lot of women um, with that from different things, from affirmations to, you know, just uh, having that circle, that safe space, creating that safe space within BWI so that they can come to. And then the second challenge I would say is most certainly is uh, having community, right? So creating that safe space 
gave women the chance to ask those questions that they felt were silly. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. They gave them the chance to um, find other women who they can talk money with and don't feel guilty about these things. Don't feel guilty about dreaming big and wanting to buy something and rent it out and make passive income. And so in this safe space, the woman know for a fact that, yo, I can come here and I can say, guys, I'm about to buy an island and I'm going to be supported. That's what I wanted uh, to awesome. create. <laughs> so I think those two challenges is what I probably see seen the most in the beginning. And that's what I'm working to solve um, probably most consistently. Uh, that's good. So mindset. Uh, I know sometimes that's a lot of problems in our in our community, in the black community, in the and the minority community, because we don't feel like we can uh, achieve certain things. So how do you keep them, I guess, mentally engaged? Or how do you keep your community kind of engaged into like, oh, no, we need to, well, last year, we were thinking about buying islands. This year, we need to be thinking about doubling that. And like, you know, how do we keep the motivation going with them? Because you have over, I mean, at some point last year, you had over 12,000 women in your community. So this is something that's, that's amazing, right? So you have a bunch of different personalities, a, a bunch of different kind of like backgrounds, some people who already bought the island or some people already halfway there. And so some people may not be. So how do you keep that community engaged and also together? Because I feel like that's, that's a tall order that you're handling very well. Um, I think that's something that I'm constantly learning how to do better. Teaching people is one thing, like teaching people about investing, et cetera. Like you could teach anybody um, anything really. But one thing that I've learned is the mindset has to come first, because if it doesn't and the person doesn't even believe in what in themselves, then how can they really believe that they're going to be able to achieve the things that I'm teaching about? So I try to focus on everything from uh, affirmations um, to uh, providing people with books and resources to every, like motivational talks, like everything like that. Um, but really like helping people to create a routine for themselves. That's a big thing within my, uh, within my program. So I have a, an academy where I teach women. I help those who, there's a lot of women who come and join the Facebook group and it, and they're welcome. It's free. And right now I have about 13,000 women in the group. Mm. And so, but then there's a lot of women who want to take that next step and they want to join the academy. And this is more of a week to week training that I provide. And so within this training, I'm constantly focusing on creating a routine for yourself create a morning routine. Don't just wake up, roll out of the bed, but like, what are you doing to basically um, prepare yourself in, in multiple ways in your life, but especially towards your financial development? So I think that as far as engagement goes, like that's one of the things that I preach probably the most. And um, keeping people engaged, like that's kind of a loaded question, how you asked it, but- Yeah, yeah, yeah. Answer it <laughs> however you do it, yeah. Yeah, I think just overall keeping people engaged has to do with like, I constantly do podcast, well, podcast features, I constantly do, I go live, I um, do free master classes. I, I like every month I'm doing some sort of investing class this coming month, at the beginning of the month, I'm doing an investing summit. So uh, I try to present different opportunities for people. So it's not just one lane. Yeah. But, you know, if they're interested in different things, like this is where I can go. We did a trip to Ghana. Two, two yeah. months ago. All right. wow. and 
yeah, it was a real estate investment tour to Ghana and um, going back this year. So um, I just try to cater to everybody, everybody's interest. And that's that's literally why I asked, because if somebody's thinking about joining your group, they may not, they're like, man, Shiloh is already too advanced. Like, so don't, being right. able to show that you do multiple different things to kind of keep people and kind of move them along to where they want in the journey, the one-on-one that you just talked about. These are all the things that I'm glad you're mentioning because people may, people use a lot of times fear stop people from doing things, right? 13,000 people. And then they're really going to see that I'm struggling. They really don't know where I'm at. And so how do I show that? And so you saying that you're able to kind of bring people along and do different things to keep it. Some people are, they're more trip oriented. Some people, they're more book club oriented. So being able to do these things is definitely something that is helping that community. So that's, that's precisely awesome. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, that's, that's, that's amazing. So one, one of the things I notice in our community in particular is um, this fear of investing in anything. Woo. And I've also <laughs> I've also seen on the flip I side. I like my money under my mattress is what they say. <laughs> right. I like my money under my mattress. But I also noticed that there's this, this um, also, you know, rushing to invest to make quick money. Mm. Right. So you're seeing at 2020 in particular, I saw that. Oh, my God. If it's just through the roof, like the amount of scammers and people that are DMs and, hey, invest with us. Da, 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 da. How do you help? your community to understand that you know what investing really is and to think about okay this is not a get rich quick scheme you know this is this is you know this gonna going to take you time so how do you uh get them to understand that especially someone who is just getting started who has that fear of investing or who has this mindset oh let me you know i have fifty thousand dollars let me just jump it you know drop it in in any place just to make some income mm-hmm. yeah I get that question quite a bit from people like I got this money that came in what do I do to double it right right right, right. Um, so it, it is a challenge but I try to focus on educating people so a lot of times people don't realize that there's a difference between investing and trading I didn't mm-hmm. know the difference when I first started when I first got into buying stocks and stuff. I didn't know what the heck I was doing. I just, my very first stock I bought because I used to um, buy hair from this company, like Weave. Mm. And I was like, oh, they they have an IPO. Like I buy from them all the time. Let me just go ahead and buy a, a few stocks from this company. I had no idea what I was doing. Ended up buying from like the wrong accounts and wrong broker, like whole shebang lost. Like I lost money technically by the time I sold it because I didn't make any money. So mm-hmm. if you ain't make nothing in the stock market, you lost money in the stock market. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I had this whole experience and stuff. And what I later learned is that what I was looking at was the, the charts And my interpretation of stocks and investing in stocks was these charts. It was buy now and sell when it gets high, Um, Mm -hmm. buy early in the morning and sell later or sell a few weeks later. And I didn't realize that that was more for day traders. So I love to teach people that there is a difference. If you are an investor, that's think Warren Buffett style. Um, he's not sitting there looking at charts all day. He's buying, he's assessing a company and buying it because there are, uh, the numbers are making sense. There's opportunity. And his thing he always says is buy and hold forever. 
long term. So that's an investor. And um, so separating those two, teaching people uh, first and foremost that there's a difference um, is it tends to be pretty helpful. And then also sharing stats about how long investments typically do take for somebody to double it. Um, and for someone to, you know, and then I, I help people to realize like, what's your real goal, right? Sometimes it's mm -hmm. not necessarily like, I want to really flip, uh, flip the money really quick, but it's like, I would love to have an extra $500 a month coming in. That would really help me. Okay, cool. Let's now I can work with you. Let's think about this. Is it going to be a real estate property? Are you going to do vacation rentals? Like, how can we get to that goal? Um, but I, I do think that that is I, I'm glad you brought it up because it is a, a a challenge sometimes to kind of go through, um, but yeah, and then and I understand it too, right? I'm sure you've seen so many YouTubers and people who just they invest in something and it just blows up, right? They had yeah, no yeah. idea no that idea. what happened. What's the fundamentals? Nothing. <laughs> nothing. It was just complete accident, <laughs> and now people think, well, maybe this this can happen to me too, you know. Yeah. But I mean, I, I think the, to answer your question is focusing on educating and showing the stats and getting to the real uh, reason and the real purpose and, and trying to help people in that that way. So someone like that. Um, yeah, thank you for for saying that. So someone like that that comes in and say, you know, I have I have some money. Do you also sit down with them and talk about potentially side hustles that you have an opportunity there to focus on that? Do you? Do you, do you have a kind of program to assess where they're at and where they would like to be? Or is this just like a one-on-one? -on -one, can you talk about that, how that's that done? That's done? Yeah. Um, so I, I try not to um, give people like stock advice or buy, you know, advice on what to buy, right? Like that's not my goal. My goal is to provide you with education. So within my Black Women Invest Academy, for example, if someone goes through it, the very first thing that you're going to go through, uh, you'll realize is mindset training. So I have two modules dedicated to mindset training, books that we start off reading, et cetera. And then I go into um, the foundations of investing. So you understand, um, you know, what, what is investing? What is What are stocks? How does it work? That, that type of thing. Oh, wait, run that question back one more time. <laughs> yeah, no. So I was saying, do you have... Um kind of like programs or do you how do you assess that person that's in front of you um if let's say though somebody says you know i have this a lot like you mentioned you have people that says i have a bunch of money here that i want to double and so how do you take them from yeah i know you mentioned the mindset but how do you take them from that kind of thought do you do you see if they want to do a side hustle with it or like do you have a program that kind of holds their hand to okay. fulfill that whatever they're trying to achieve Right, right. So, um, so yes. So the academy kind of teaches people that, and and in the academy, the second thing I talk about is like, what's your actual goal? What's your financial number? Right? Like, do you know how much money you need to retire? Like, this is a real question. Oh, you talking about me? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We, we, I, have, I have a financial advisor, so right. yes. Okay. We have to, yeah. <laughs> and 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 the funny, the crazy thing is that a lot of people don't have that number in mind. They mm -hmm. don't know like this is my end goal and to me it's crazy so in the academy I talk about that first and foremost like you can't try to build a house and say okay I'm going to build this house and let me go to Home Depot imagine that somebody says they're going to build a house one day and that same afternoon go to Home Depot start buying a bunch of bricks and cement oh, man. 
And then they go to their land and they start putting bricks together, right? Now here you come like, hey, what you what you making here? I'm making a house. Okay, so how it's supposed to look? Um, I don't know yet, but I'm getting there. I'm making a house. I'm definitely going to retire. I know for a fact I'm about to make money. I'm about to leave a legacy. The person don't know whether it's going to be a one story or a two story. They don't know if it's going to be open floor plan. They don't know if they're going to have a pool in there. And as crazy as that sounds, a lot of people do the same thing when it comes to their future. Great analogy. Unfortunately, Mm. we don't know where we're going. We don't have a blueprint. And we think and we hope that by us being aside, it's going to work out, right? So it doesn't work that way. So I try to walk people through that in the academy itself. It's a group coaching. And so you feel supported. You don't feel like you're being singled out. And we talk through the those lessons, the lessons about side hustles. Hey, what are we going to do to make more money? Or what are we going to do to save more money in the next three months? And walk them through, um, these are the type of investments we can have. This is asset allocation. Let's create an asset allocation for yourself. And so we work on that together as a group while you're on the call and everybody shares, this is what I'm, based on what you just taught, Shallow, this is where my money's going to be allocated. So these are the mm-hmm. foundations, even before you learn about which investments to actually make. Mm-hmm. And so I teach about both stocks and real estate. Um, so people have both perspectives. If you feel like you do want to make quick money, quote unquote, um, <laughs> and maybe the real estate is the direction, <sighs> like you got guidance on that. You get in the support. No, I, I, I love this. I love this. You want to say something, Mark? Go ahead. No, yeah, I was going to say the analogy is so good because oftentimes when people think about a new home, they're thinking about the shiniest stuff of the new home. They're thinking about the like how lavish it looks on the outside or how big it looks on the inside, but nobody's thinking about the foundation. And so like I just had a, a house built across the street from mine. Like that thing looked ugly until about like two days ago. <laughs> you you don't know where they were going. You it just looked like a bunch of bricks. It looked like I mean it was hard work. It was ugly, 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 Boom, rewarding. And it took a long time i mean they did it in like a month and a half but the point is like it took a long time to look as beautiful as it looks now especially when you think about the foundation that they had to build and in the steps and the kind of like the approvals that they had to get so i think investing especially when you're thinking about retirement when you're thinking about loved ones um these are conversations that i was having with my my financial advisor at some point like what is it that you're really trying to do and so we can work backwards and see what the steps you need to do now in order to fulfill where you're trying to, you know, where you're trying to get. And so I think a lot of times, especially when with people that that has, you know, maybe it's a, a income tax return, like a lot of people lo- love to do that. They just like, I have some money sitting there. What do I do with it? Or or whatever the, the situation may be for, for individuals. And they're like, I want to make quick money. So it's like, no, oftentimes it's like, no, think about the beautiful the bigger picture, picture yeah. and use that as a motivation to work during the ugly times as well. That's awesome. I just All wanted right, to add man. that. That's great. Yeah, like you, you just painted a picture. Uh, yeah, you I just painted it. a picture in my mind. Yeah. I love it. I, I love your program and I love the fact that, and I Mac was saying, you take them to the fundamentals, like understanding, hey, this is what you're doing. This is not just invest without knowing and hoping that you will get a return on your investment. So I, I, I love this. And so do you have any um, word of advice for someone who 
you know, who is fearful right now or who wants to join your program. So what, what would you want to say to them to encourage them to not only join the program, but also invest? Um, I have so many things that I want to share. It's like in regards to the program, in regards to <laughs> if I want to start a business, like so many things. But so I think if you ever had even the the feeling, the inkling of you want more for yourself, you don't want to be in the rat race, you want to have extra income, you want to make other friends who are doing the same thing, then this is a community for you. So I have so many different options for people who join. So never come in. When you come in, you're never going to feel like you're by yourself or like, I don't know where to start, et cetera. As long as you dive in, you will have the support that you need. So if you feel fearful, just take the step. You know, I'm not, I'm not asking you to sign in blood or nothing like that. I'm just asking you to join a Facebook group. Okay. I'm just asking you to participate in a free webinar I'm asking you to join a chapter. I have chapters now, by the way. I have chat. I have oh, that, so that. That, go ahead. Go ahead. Talk yeah. about that. Big, big <laughs> deal right now. Okay. But as of right now, we have eight chapters across the country. That's nice. amazing. Have, yes. Thank you. We have a Miami, um, uh, Houston, Texas, Atlanta, Georgia, Columbus, Georgia, Philadelphia, Riverside, California, Portland, Oregon. And I'm missing one, uh, Louisville, Kentucky. So we're growing. We're planning to get a chapter in DC for sure, as well as Dallas and um, San Francisco Bay Area. So we're growing quite a How bit. How about a chapter in uh, in Haiti? Ooh, I like that vibe. <laughs> right? It's like they just do, do real estate over there and just have me come over there and enjoy the, the beautiful country. But go ahead. Sorry. I, I, I love that vibe. I had someone um, last week reach out to me from Accra, Ghana, mm -hmm. and they stayed mm -hmm. up to watch one of my classes. And they're like, we need one here in Ghana. I'm like, yes. That's what's up. Um, so, yeah. So the plan is to expand. Um, and I hope to have 20 by the end of the first quarter of the year and um, 50, 100. I'm not limiting that at all. So you will find somebody uh, near you, right? You will find a chapter nearby for sure. And if you're interested and you're fearful, then this is a great, like this is the ideal way for you to get in, right? Yep. Coming to the Miami chapter, we meet in North Miami, hometown, okay? Um, coming into whatever chapter it is, you will find uh, other women who look like you. You'll find financial professionals who are coming in and speaking um, different activities that we're doing. And these chapters are very different from like one-off events, right? We're not trying to do an event every month. That's not it. Like think about a sorority or fraternity, you know, you don't just come in and out when you feel like it. <laughs> this is a, a sisterhood that we're forming. So for anyone who really and truly wants to um, be a part of something for a long-term thing, right? As a long-term thing. If you're looking for support throughout the entire year, you're looking to make friends, you're looking to invest with these people, you're looking to learn with and from uh, the group of people, then the chapters are for you. You know, so it's a lot, it's a one-year commitment to be a chapter uh, member. And, uh, and I think this is a great, great entrance for somebody who wants to kind of dab in and doesn't fully know or wants to just make friends and um, or is fearful and, and all that. Um, so we have that going on and um, yeah, and I, I think just participate if, if just to bring it back to the question, if you are 
Uh, if you want to do this, if you want, if you have a, a bit of fear, just dive in, uh, send me a message, say, hey, I listened to the podcast and I just want to say hi, thanks for whatever. And ask me, if anything, what's the next thing? And and I'll help you out. Do you, um, do you do stuff for parents too? So they can start thinking for their kids in the future, things like that? Or is that is that not something that you focus on? Is that not some of the demographics that you currently have? Um, good question. Parents, no. Mothers, yes. <laughs> oh, I forgot you don't like us. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Um, yeah, I, I, within the academy, I talk about how you can um, like invest for your kids and which accounts mm. up and things like that. I've done a program with Black moms. I collaborated with another organization. And I've done things like that, um, teaching women about how to invest for your children. So yeah, I do. Uh, I haven't had any, like anything recently, but now that she's saying it, I'm like, hold on, maybe I should. But I will say this. One thing I always tell people is to take care of yourself first. It's great to, you mm-hmm. know, watch your kids. Every, you didn't sacrifice your whole dang on life for this child. Okay. So you gave enough. Focus on you. Okay. And, and I say this, like, I like be, be greedy like be greedy for your own self. Your kids have time to learn and to invest. And of course, we want to give them a leg up. And I always tell people, hey, even if it's $500 that you're investing into an index fund for your child when they're born, right? Allow that money to grow over time. You put $10 here, $10 there, but don't let that be your focus. Focus on yourself, focus on your retirement, because ultimately you're going to help your own children. Talking about leaving a legacy, right? You're going to help your kids more when you are taking care of yourself. Because mm. that's one less thing they have mm-hmm. to worry about. That's good. Now, mm-hmm. they, now that money's Real not going to be in their pocket. So focus on you, do you. And if you feel like you don't want to leave anything for your kids, don't feel guilty about it, right? You worked hard. I'm, I know this is an unpopular. This like no, no, no. You're this. I've, I've heard this multiple times. Matter of fact, Luther, remember we had a whole financial <laughs> series whole one time, and it, that was a whole yeah, it was a whole <laughs> conversation. So, um, no, you're you're you're. This is starting to be good. not a minority thought now. Actually, right? It's a it's a it's a school of thought that is definitely blowing up, and I get it, right? Because if you if you focus enough on yourself and you do everything that you can for yourself and for your retirement. Not only are you alleviating load, but chances are you're you're leaving things behind for your kids as well. So I get the the thought process behind it. So my my face was not because I disagreed. It was just because it's it's very it's um a lot of times instinctively women uh they get very like motherly and nurturing, and so they they like I would rather go a day without eating to make sure my kids have, and so that that is kind of different and this is where I was looking like that but I agree with you yeah I mean I think a lot of us have have done that enough in our lives so if you're at the point right now listening and you talking about investing trust me sis you have sacrificed enough for your children and I'll say this to to the fathers out there too you've you've sacrificed a lot let me not say enough right but you've sacrificed enough in the past to not feel guilty about focusing on yourself right now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So we're going to transition uh, into a rapid fire question. So that means that the first thing that comes to your mind, you just say it. Does, okay. that, does that sound hard? Boy, it's, okay. it's, it's not hard. <laughs> um, it's, it's really, really not hard. So Luther, take the first question. 
what is the most important lesson that you've learned in life? Hmm. The first thing that comes to mind is to yep. Put... Stop cheating. Stop cheating. Okay, okay, okay. Stop cheating. <laughs> first thing that came to mind is uh, putting others first. Oh. Yeah, focusing on serving other people. Um, I think that's that's like the most important thing. That's huge. Yep. That's the birth of Black Women Invest right there. Like you're thinking about others and doing it for others, and when wanting to bring others to where where they you know they could be them the best selves their best selves when it comes to investing. That's awesome. Um, all time, you, you talk about books, you talk about the mindset, you talk about providing books, all time favorite book, or if you don't have one, what you're currently reading. Mm, I will give you both. Okay. okay. All right. <laughs> um, time. I don't know if I could say this is my all time favorite, but one of the most impactful is the alchemist. Talking I, heard about, I heard of that book. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's not about investing, but it's about like life's journey and, um, being open to where it takes you. And then what I'm currently reading right now is Traction, the book Traction. It's about businesses and growing businesses and scaling it. Uh, it's like on point. Nice. <laughs> All right. So it seems like you are a very busy person and you have a lot going on with your organization. What do you do for fun? Um, I, I travel for fun. Okay. Nice. And and I relax for fun. Like I I try not to work on the weekends and and the you know in the evenings. But I guess yeah, for fun I travel. I go to Ghana, even though it was a work trip. You know what I'm saying? Like hey, I enjoyed. <laughs> I came in early and just like had a ball. Um, last year I I went to I think I visited five countries last year. So yeah, I enjoy it. What, what last one? question. Oh, hold go ahead, on, hold on. What was one of your favorite places um, that you visited? Ghana, for sure. Being surrounded oh. by, you know, my people and not feeling like a minority, seeing so many successful Black people and that being the norm, <laughs> uh, that was, was inspiring for me. Are you thinking about doing anything for the husband of the wives that you have in these groups, uh, just so the husbands can enjoy trips to Ghana as well? So, I like that question. <laughs> I love it. Well, this especially because yeah, you know, I, I know some of our wives that are in those groups. So, are you thinking <laughs> about just you know, hey, wives plus one or women plus one, and then so that way we some other people you know, can enjoy the trip, you know, you while know. y'all y'all can have y'all session. Fair question, fair question. So Ghana <laughs> was open to everyone. My fiance also. All right, all right. And um, so it was, you know, people, bought, one person bought her dad. Um, so you're welcome to bring whoever you want with you. And also like, as far as like everything else goes, like I, I think that my overall like educational focus is more women, but when it comes to the trips, you guys are more than welcome. In fact, it's a decision that like buying real estate in another country you probably, you know, need your husband in this decision. So uh, that's, yeah, y'all are, are welcome for that. And you guys, I would love for y'all to be a part of the next one. It's going to be July 2nd. Definitely, definitely. definitely. No, I, I'd, I'd love some more information on it and uh, share it with the wife and then and yeah. make it happen. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So look, this, this, this is, this is amazing. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for uh, you know, sitting down with us and and willing to share about 
who you are, how you started, where your heart and passion is, and what it is that you're doing in your community. Um, I know Luther's going to say the same thing, but I, I applaud you and keep doing what you're doing. And so um, as a Haitian, we are proud of you. We're supporting you. We would love to, to continue to root for you, both in the front or in the background, however you see fit. I appreciate it. No, thank you. Thank you. And I can echo that as well. Um, personally, I you know thank you for coming in and share your journey with us. And that's what the podcast is about, right? So, you know, having successful young Haitians sharing their journey and and how, you know, what, you know, share what they're doing and how they're helping, you know, other peoples in the community as well. So I, I appreciate that. And, and thank you for also being vulnerable of, of, you know, the things that you've accounted along the way, you know, it's not always easy. It's not, it's not a straight path, but um, thank you for sharing that. And thank you for that amazing community. You know, we plan on just staying connected, but if anybody listening in right now and they want to stay in touch with you or want to, let's say they want to join your organization, where can they find you? So you can find us first and foremost on Facebook. Um, we have a Facebook group with 13,000 members right now. Just type in Black Women Invest and um, you'll find us. And then, um, and you can like the Facebook page as well. And then secondly, you can join a chapter. You can find me there, right? Blackwomeninvest.com slash chapters. And you'll see more info about it, video, et cetera. Um, and then the third way, if you want to reach me directly, you can send a, an email to support at blackwomeninvest.com and you'll reach me. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Wait, sorry, sorry. Let, me, let me insert my Instagram. I'll be forgetting about these other things. <laughs> hey, do your thing. Um, you can follow me <laughs> at invest with Shello on Instagram. Invest with Shello. S-C-H-E-L-O. There's a bunch of fake ones out there, but y'all just invest with Shello. That's when you know you're popular, man. It's a bunch <laughs> right. Of, it's a, she ain't say there's one fake one. She's like, there's a bunch of people trying to be like me over there. Um, but that's that's awesome. So they're both. Um, oh, so I didn't I didn't even know both of them were ways that people could reach you. So that's awesome for me to know as well. I thought just people could just look at Black Women Invest. All right, cool. All right, ladies and gents, thanks for listening in. Probably connect avec de tout côté. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and Instagram, Facebook, everywhere. Follow us on Coin Podcast and give us your feedback. Give us your feedback on this episode in particular. Give us your feedback on this season and how we're doing. That way we can grow together. C'est avec Zami Paul Luther et Steel. Zami Paul Mac. Now, Lula. All right. Ciao, ciao.